You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement and meditation teacher, writer, DJ, event sharer and podcaster apparently. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about when feeling all the feels gets too much and how to support yourself if you, like me, feel it all. So lately, I mean, it's not even lately, it's all the time I am thinking about feelings. So many of you know I'm an empath and a feeler. I've been called sensitive and oversensitive and there's definitely a lot of truth in that. I'm interested in feelings. I like to talk about feelings. I like to explore feelings and I like to support other people to feel their feelings as well. And I think at this point, obviously, like any definition, it can be taken out of context. And for the sake of this episode and just what I talk about in general, I think it's worth mentioning that when I speak about feelings, it's good to be reminded that feelings are constantly changing. They're never static, right? Um, We don't have to be defined by our feelings. But I also like to honour my feels too. So with that, lately, and in fact, more often than not these years, I'm thinking about how we manage as feeling people, how we manage news feeds and the incessant timelines of sadness. I don't know about you, but I find it impossible to ignore these things and I don't want to ignore them. But often when I try to express feelings, it can be met with a lot of silence or anger or frustration from other people, which can be really painful and can also feel really violent. And I mean, that's of course other people's stuff and I think it's important to be able to feel that you can express yourself and speak on things that are important, especially when it comes to stuff like social justice, which is close to my heart and I feel it it's something that affects all of us, right? But that aside, and I feel that's a bit of a different topic, I'm thinking a lot about how to balance staying informed and being an activist and using your voice and expressing yourself about these things and our own mental health. So how do we, how do we balance those, those things in the age of timelines? And, you know, for the record, I don't think timelines are bad. I think they're wonderful things and uh, I think it's great to have information. I mean, in light of what's happening in the world right now, none of this stuff is new. Um, And I think that's, for me, the hardest thing of all is that I feel like, how can we still be here? How can we still be living in a world where so many are just turning away? They don't wanna be informed, they they want to silence you and they want to get on with their lives (laughs) in their own kind of bubbles and not care about making change. And of course, without going too much into specifically what what is happening on news feeds at the moment, I think in a general sense, I think it is worth mentioning that I'm not trying to shame people for 
just taking care of their business, right? Because we all process stuff in different ways. However, I'm talking about those folks that want to shame you for for feeling and for wanting to make change. I feel like I'm talking in circles here, forgive me. Um, Hopefully there's going to be some (laughs) clarity as I move forward into techniques to help you, those who feel, to support yourself and to, to balance out being able to be informed and active with your own mental health, your own self-care. So we're all at different levels, I suppose. Um, I don't really like to think about it as, as levels, but I guess we're all experiencing this world in very different ways. We've all come from different backgrounds. And um, yeah, I think it's worth just saying, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, but you know, it's not a competition in who can be most active, right? Because activism is expressed in different ways. And I feel that we should all be reminded of contributing to positive change in the world in ways that feel most appropriate for us to do with the tools that we have. So again, I'm going off topic and I'm gonna bring myself back to thinking about that balance between being informed and having a, a sense of our own well-being especially in regards to our mental health so I wanted to share a few things that I practice when the feels just are too much and the timelines just feel really difficult to cope with so the first thing of all is that I've spoken about this before I, I tend to avoid news timelines especially first thing in the morning and I really prioritize centering myself as much as possible when I get up in the morning and as someone who's struggled with anxiety and depression um, that feels like a really important step to take because if you have ever struggled with anxiety and depression you might relate to that feeling of being stuck it's often a thought that that gets stuck in a groove like a broken record and it can render you helpless or feeling like you're paralyzed in many ways that you're unable to get unstuck so for me mornings are really important many of you know I have um, quite a lot of morning rituals that really help me to kind of get into the zone Um, if you're interested in that I can link you to some I've I've got some summer specific morning rituals which might be appropriate as it's officially the first day of summer today Um, So yeah, avoiding news timelines really helps me to center myself. So I will take a yoga practice first thing. um, I just like practicing at that time of the day at the moment. And in that will probably be some movement and some stillness. So I extend the amount of meditation time, especially if I am feeling like quite, um, I guess grief is the word, like if I'm feeling like I'm holding a lot of grief and sadness, I will do more meditation or movement depending on what I need. There's probably going to be some music involved in my morning practice and definitely some bathroom gyration. Uh, I don't know if that has the weird connotations or not, I don't know. And then after that, there will be other rituals involved, but perhaps that's the moment when I'll start to catch up with selected sources to get my news. So here I think it's worth mentioning that being aware of your triggers 
is a useful tool. So using mute buttons on sources like, for example, Twitter has mute buttons and you can set your Google up as well. So using mute buttons, of course, that's not always possible and things do slip through. So um, before even getting to the mute button, knowing your sources, like your trusted sources is important. So that means researching, researching sources, and that kind of goes without saying. So looking into where you get your information from and where their sources are getting their information from is helpful, right? And just looking at, yeah, their perspective of reporting. And even when you get information coming through about news to also do your own research if you feel capable of doing so but yeah I think that that is a useful thing to do so it's natural in the event of something that's kind of breaking you want to know all the details right and it's very tempting to go on like a platform like Twitter um however I find that often those spaces tend to um be more susceptible to like fake news or um, more dramatic and um, yeah triggering information so for example like sensitive imagery is probably going to be more common in places like that and again I just want to say it, it's not that I feel like things should be censored I'm just speaking specifically about those of you that are feeling it all and really struggle with a lot of information that is tragic or sad or difficult so yeah it's just about being able to monitor where you get your news from um, to not endlessly scroll especially when something's breaking as well because that's probably going to drag you in all kinds of directions it's the nature of the online world right it's the nature of timelines and so just to be aware of that so going to your trusted sources getting the information from a place that feels that it has integrity so when you've got that information and you're kind of really in your feelings and maybe feeling a bit stuck or unsure of what to do, there's definitely some some things that I do that help me when the feeling gets too much. So one of those things is looking at your circle of support and refining that circle of support. So one thing that could help here is to make a list of people that you can go to that you feel safe talking to about feelings and things that, you know, maybe not everyone is capable of doing, right? And as well as that, make a list of people that you can go to for support and or encouragement. This might sound a bit annoyingly love and light spiritual bypassing, which I can feel the bile in my throat as I say that. Like, I don't mean it to sound this way. I guess what I'm trying to share is getting like a, a kind of balanced support network in place to help you w with managing the feels, right? Because when you're in it and you're on your own, it can feel a lot, right? So sometimes dispersing that with people who are able to be there for you can be helpful. Of course, that's not always possible. And maybe you're working on finding those people that you can feel safe with. And of course, this is going to be a working progress, right? Because relationships change, right? So you owe it to yourself to be in contact with 
people that you feel safe around or that can encourage and support you. And if they don't exist as friends in your life right now, then I really recommend therapy. Like as simple as that, that might sound dramatic, but I really feel that therapy is something that is useful for all of us. It's like getting to know your brain and understanding how your brain works and working with someone that hopefully can support you with that. And the same goes for therapists as it does with your friendship groups. So look at whether a therapist feels like someone safe that you can speak to. I've definitely had a lot of therapists in my time and there's definitely been some very dangerous people that um, that I've been assigned to and have said the most shocking things and you know shouldn't really be out there doing that work so you owe it to yourself to do the research and to also trust those sensitive feelings because they're going to help you you know having feelings is not a bad thing have being sensitive being an empath all of these things it's not negative so use it as your strength so when you're meeting a therapist or a person trust your instincts in that I don't need to tell you this because if you feel you kind of know it but yeah for the record so let's move on to something else which might help you when you're feeling all the feels and that is getting outside so if possible step away from the timeline step away from the stuff that you're doing and try and get outside and connect and engage with what's going on in your vicinity in your local area so being in nature if possible if not if you're in an urban area just try and find a way to expand your horizon so getting to an open space can be useful if you can connect with some animals if you're into that and connect with nature if you're into that if you're in a city go to a flower shop or something don't worry if people give you strange looks smell the flowers try and get some kind of sensual stuff going on (laughs) can be useful when you are a feeler so use those senses and offer yourself an alternative reality you know it doesn't mean that you're ignoring the shit that's going on in the world it just means that you are giving yourself alternatives you know what I mean you're giving yourself a broader perspective and making sure that you feel centered so that you can then be present in the world and show up when people need you and you know the world needs us right so yeah getting outside can be useful Another thing that might be useful is finding a way to express yourself and express those feelings. So find an outlet of expression that helps you to feel that you can explore what you're experiencing. Put words to it or put music to it, put movement to it. For example, making a playlist helps me and that's kind of why I started my other radio show, Feelings. Um, I'll put a link for you in the show notes if you want to explore that. Or there's copious amounts of Spotify playlists. Um, I'll put a link to my profile, but I tend to share playlists in my digest, which is my weekly newsletter. I'll put a link for you as well in the show notes if you're interested in getting those kind of treats so outlets of expression another one I use so many of you know and I talk about it so much is morning pages which is a tool that I've been doing for I don't know 15 years I don't know I don't even know but Julia Cameron talks about them in The Artist Way I've written about them I've spoken about them so I'll put some links for you in the show notes but essentially it's just a stream of consciousness piece of writing where you just express what's there just 
put the thoughts to paper. Don't think about it, don't analyze it, don't worry about it being perfect, just get it out, dump it down and put it somewhere. Another outlet for you to express yourself might be speaking with a person. So reference that list of people that you feel supported by that I just mentioned or speak to your therapist, book an appointment with your therapist or if you don't have a therapist and you're exploring that, if you're in the UK, maybe head to your doctor or like do some research online, maybe look into community therapist networks. If you're struggling financially, there's definitely ways that you can be supported. There's also a lot of online sources where therapists get together and share a lot of resources, be it through podcasts or blog posts, or some of them also do like a free service where you can text them and have access to that support. So maybe look into that. Ooh, memes might also help. I find memes help me. <laughs> and I think that leads me on to one of the final points. Of course, there's so many things here that I could talk about, but I just wanted to offer something real quick to you today. When feeling the feels gets too much, refer to self-care tools. So we know that we don't only experience stuff in our heads, that that stuff inevitably gets into our bodies too. And it's likely to have an effect on all kinds of things like our breath and the tension that we hold in our muscles and tendons and our posture and so on. So it's inevitable that if we're experiencing grief and sadness and shock, it has to go somewhere. So finding ways to be more tender with yourself and releasing tension is essential. This is basically what motivates all of my work, just finding ways that you can create space and feel free for yourself so that you can feel your best self, you can feel healthy and connected and go out there and do the stuff you're meant to do on this planet. Do you know what I mean? Show up as a citizen of the globe. So some self-care tools might include yoga, for example. I've got tons of free yoga videos. I'm going to link you to, to some specifically that I made that center around things like anxiety and also um, processing stuff. So kind of getting grounded and supporting yourself, reconnecting to yourself so that you can put that energy somewhere and hopefully feel better. Another self-care tool, I think, is just the reminder, either writing it up or just setting little notes on your messaging system. <laughs> what is that? Like um, setting little reminders for yourself um, to say things like be OK with not getting it all done, especially in times when there's a lot going on and that we're really in our feelings this is so essential and I think it often gets overlooked like we're expected to carry on with life like normal when we're feeling so affected so try and be okay that you know it's likely to affect all kinds of stuff so try and be gentle with yourself and I feel like being okay with not getting it all done is a reminder in general that we should have for ourselves that it's okay. It's okay if the to-do list doesn't get done. It's okay if like we don't manage to do it all. It's okay if like we don't quite complete something. But especially when our headspace is elsewhere, give yourself extra room. Another tool might be having an early night and get real with your sleep. Again, this is something I talk about a lot not being rested enough, not getting enough rest and sleep affects us in all kinds of ways. And you probably are aware of all the different studies they're doing about this. And I'm not saying this to scare you at all, 
just to remind you to prioritize your sleep, especially in these times. And if you struggle with sleep, I've got a massive blog post about insomnia with some tools and techniques that I've used during bouts of insomnia that might be helpful to you. I've also got quite a few yoga practices for the evening time and breathwork practices as well that might help you with being able to get an early night. So do what you can with your sleep, babes. Another self-care tool might be meditation. I find, as I said earlier, increasing my meditation time has been really helpful for me, especially in the morning and adding to it during the day as I need to. And if you're kind of new to meditation or if you're a seasoned meditation practitioner, Shettle and I have a project called Music and Meditation and we made a free gift for you, which is basically a free music and meditation download. So if you're interested in that, head to the show notes. So I feel for you podcast.com or dion.space forward slash podcast. I'll update the show notes with all the links. So make sure you head on over there where I put all the extra treats. Another self-care tool is looking at food. So now is the time for you to eat what you're craving that nourishes you and that makes you feel good. So try not to miss your meal times. Eat regularly, drink regularly. Really important for you to have your energy leveled up. So set alarms again if need be. And I have been prone to do that in life when I've just got swept away and stuff. Having those little reminders to take care of yourself, to nourish yourself is so important. I feel like that phrase so important is really overused these days, isn't it? Everything's so important, isn't it? You know, take or leave whatever works for you, seriously. You know, if it's stressing you out to think about these things, just skip it, leave it (laughs) and do what feels good for you. So finally, with regards to self-care tools, I like to recommend making yourself a self-care box, even in times when you're not feeling affected by things so that you've got it on standby for the times that you might need it. And the self-care box can be physical or virtual. And for your physical self-care box, um, you might think about putting stuff in there that helps to enhance your mood, your feels. So again, thinking sensually about stuff like, for example, having candles in there or blankets or an eye pillow in there, maybe a great book that you love. It can be whatever you want it to be. And I've got a blog post about creating your own self-care box, which might be helpful for you. I'll put that in the show notes. As I mentioned, a self-care box can be virtual. And if you know me, you know that I have copious folders (laughs) on my computer and online in places like YouTube and Pinterest, where I collect things like animal videos and pictures of animals and prints and delicious garments from the 1970s that have a lot of sequins on them. Um, (laughs) Again, like, as I mentioned earlier, music is really helpful. So making playlists on Spotify is another self-care tool. So all of these things kind of interact with each other. And you can obviously add to these ideas for yourself and maybe even think about sharing them with me, with us, in the community. So if you do have your own tools that help you when feeling all the feels just gets too much, then please head over to the show notes, leave me a comment or feel free to email me, podcast at gmail.com. 
So in summary, all of this stuff is essentially trying to help you get back into your body and to reconnect with yourself beyond the timelines. And what strikes me about all this stuff is really trying to simplify stuff and get back to basics. So your fundamental needs, feeling safe, feeling like you are nourished with food or whatever else is around you connecting with nature and hopefully connecting with yourself so I really hope that there's something there that helps you and know that I'm thinking of you and that we are all connected and you're not alone so I love you that's about it I'm sorry if this is a bit like gravelly and feelingy but yeah that's the show I feel for you I feel like I should mention other things like coaching and so on so if you want to feel held and work one-to-one with me and explore stuff it might be related to things like this or maybe it's more specific to do with a work goal for example then I'll put a link for you to my coaching programs I'll be opening up spaces from mid-July Also, I send out weekly love notes via the digest, which is, it's like a newsletter slash note that I send out that's hopefully going to inspire you and hopefully support and encourage you. So the digest, if you want to access that, head to my site, dion.space forward slash digest, and that goes out weekly. There's loads of free resources on my site. You can head to the blog. I'm updating it regularly, dion.space forward slash blog and I think that's about it thank you so much for listening and I really hope you feel better